What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. A little bit of a bonus pod for you here on Tuesday early afternoon, late morning. Welcome, everybody. Adam Azer, Dave Early afternoon. No, it's late morning. It's 1030. I can't make the case. I can't make the case. Maybe it depends on what time the person is listening. Maybe they're listening Maybe. at like 3 p.m. and it's an early afternoon um, podcast delight. I'm sick. Give me a break. I woke up sick. I'm going to I'm gonna battle here. I'm sorry if I sound terrible. Um, maybe I should just let Dave and Jamie do the talking. We got big news for the Texans as they get both Devin Singletary and Dalton Schultz and the Bills sign Damian Harris. Uh, after I wrote Damian Pierce's name so much, I don't know how to spell Damian Harris's name. I know it's not the same, but it really... Uh, H-A-R-R-I-S. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, so let's, um, let's, let me ask you, are, going with these uh, year two running backs now, obviously they were in different spots in the draft and Damian Pierce and James Cook. We'll get to Schultz a little bit later. We'll start with the running backs. Dave, is this uh, a total downer for these guys, uh, the, adding Singletary for Pierce and adding Harris for Cook? Look, I think we knew that Buffalo would add somebody into that backfield. It's it's almost a blessing that it's Damian Harris and not B. John Robinson or somebody of that ilk. Uh, not that there's many players of that ilk that they could add to their backfield, but having Damian Harris there is, is, is a guy who is just a well-known running downs type of back. It, it kind of defines things a little bit for Buffalo to a degree. I think the worst case scenario is Damian Harris handles short yardage and some of the first and second down work. And James Cook gets the rest, but I think there's upside for James Cook to take some more work, and that make and that would make Damian Harris more of like a like a ten touch per game type of guy. It makes it harder to bet on James Cook as a massive breakout. I, I'm not ready to call him like a round five or six pick or anything like that, but I think he's got some potential. Uh, I I think that Damian Harris has way more potential. I am not worried at all about Damian Harris. Devin Singletary being there, it's nice. He's going to be a good number two running wait, wait, back wait, wait, there. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, he got confused too. You got all your Damian. You got all your Damian's confused. <laughs> no, I didn't. Why? Yeah, oh, I, did. said Dam- said I said Damian Pierce. Damian Harris with Devin Singletary there. <laughs> you said Harris twice. I said Devin Singletary. Uh, yeah. 
You said, I'm not at all worried about Damien Harris with Devin Singletary there. Wait, what, what do you think I said? You said, I'm not at all worried about Damien Harris with Devin Singletary there. And I'm not worried about Damien Pierce either. <laughs> <laughs> with Damien Singletary there. There's lots of Damien's. Bottom line is, I, I'm not really moving Damien Pierce down. I think he's still going to be the best running back there. Yes, Devin Singletary will get some work. No, I don't think he'll be any good for fantasy. And I think that's where we're coming out on those second-year running backs. Interesting. Uh, this sucks for both of them. It's absolutely terrible for both of them. And I don't think Buffalo's done either. I think Buffalo's still going to look in the draft because Damien Harris is not the long-term answer. And obviously, James Cook is not going to be their feature guy. Uh, I, I think D'Amico Ryans and bringing the 49ers coaching staff with him is going to make this more of a committee in, in Houston. And signing Devin Singletary, again, another team that's probably not done. Uh, this Damian Pierce was good last year because he had a ton of volume. And now that volume is going to get less than what we were looking at a day ago. And so is he still a good number two running back? Probably so. He's still a better running back, I think, in, in Houston. Is he uh, a borderline number one guy? And I think he's had him as a top ten guy. Not for me. No way. Um, Singletary may end up being the better talent. Uh, than Damian Pierce, which we may come to find out that he was just underutilized in Buffalo. Um, you've noted this time and, and again, Adam, just how explosive he's been yeah. uh, when getting the opportunity to touch the ball. And this offensive line, I'm so impressed with what Houston continues to do for the last couple of years to build this offensive line, and I think will continue to do so. And so as long as the rookie quarterback that they draft is competent, I think this will be a team that runs the ball with a lot of success. And so Pierce will be the lead option going into the season, but it would not be a surprise at all if Singletary is the better of the two. And he will definitely be the better value of the two if you want a piece of this backfield. So uh, what I said yesterday, congratulating Thomas, not, no more. Not a third-round pick anymore yeah. on Damian Pierce. Um, now he falls back into the dead zone. If you want to take a chance on him, I get it. You know, I, I still think he's the, the better of the two. But for me, I'll be looking at Devin Singletary probably three or four rounds later. Go ahead, Dave. He's a round three pick. Damian Pierce, for me, is a round three pick. I'm going to let Jamie have Devin Singletary three or four rounds later. I'm going to bet on talent. And, yes, th th there's going to be sharing going on. That is what the 49ers kind of overall philosophy is when it comes to running backs. And Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, they're a disciple of Kyle Shanahan. But we also saw them give a lot of work to the best running back many, many games over the past several seasons. And – Christian McCaffrey definitely in a different type of league than Damian Pierce. I said Pierce. And uh, I, I think that Pierce is still going to be the better running back compared to Singletary. I'm not interested in Devin Singletary. Uh, I am very interested in Damian Pierce in late round three. Yeah, I want to talk about these running backs in, in terms of their stats. Well, first of all, you know, Jamie, you mentioned the volume for, for Damian Pierce last year. So week one, he split with Rex Burkhead. Week 14 was the last game he played. So weeks two through 14, you basically could not have gotten less of a split. In weeks two through 14, Damian Pierce had 209 carries, and the other Houston running backs had 20 carries. Damian Pierce had the fifth most carry, actually tied for the fourth most carries in the NFL. Um, and those were the, you know, that was the games he was healthy minus week one. When and that's gone now. That's probably gone. Is it? Yeah. I mean, yes. it, that to that degree, it's definitely gone. You know, it, yeah, obviously. It is. And then it's, I just still don't know who's going to work on passing downs. Um, I don't know what the, what's going to happen there. The next guy that they bring in. <laughs> well, that would suck if they brought. Well, they had Mike Boone. They added him. Is that going to be their answer on passing downs? That would make me sick. 
I mean, the thing, and the other thing is, you know, Singletary, you use the word explosive, and I have used that word because True Media, where I get the advanced stats, has an explosive run. As I, I did the I did the Austin Powers or Doctor Evil air quotes there explosive run as twelve or more yards, Devin Singletary gets a lot of those. He's not going to get a lot of thirty plus yards. He's not that kind of back. But you know, basically, since he's entered the league, there have been fifty five running backs with three hundred or more carries, and Devin Singletary is tenth in yards per carry. He is fifth in explosive run rate, twelve or more yards. He's sixth in avoid rate. Yeah, the point I was making is that he actually and Damian Harris. They both have had very good careers so far, at least in terms of the metrics. Devin Singletary's averaged like 4.6 yards per carry or more. I think every year he's led the Bills in rushing four straight seasons. I don't know why they don't they haven't given him more work. It makes me think that he's not as good as the numbers, and they know that. Um, and maybe Damian Pierce is. I I, I don't know. I, what is your read on that, Jamie? You said you said um, basically you wouldn't be surprised if Singletary were the better running back than Pierce. Is that is that accurate? Yes. I, I mean, I, I don't think that going in, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, th- this is, you know, Dave said b- bet on talent. Devin Singletary's, what, five, six game stretch at the end of 2021 was as good as we've seen in the last couple of years, you know, maybe aside from that, that stretch from Rashad Penny, you know, of, of the non-elite guys. And so the Bills finally gave him an opportunity to be their lead guy. You know, it was bye-bye Zach Moss. We didn't have James Cook at that point. And he was somebody that we were very excited about during that stretch of games. And so... I don't think he's going to get that type of volume if Damian Pierce is healthy. But now it's going to be a situation where you're chopping it up among two guys. And so if you're telling me that the price of Damian Pierce, based on what Dave just said, is round three, no thank you for me. I still think, again, he's the better of the two. But if I can get him in round five, I will take it. I would rather take Devin Singletary three or four rounds later if that's the cost of getting a piece of the Texans running back. It may be a situation where I hope for Damian Pierce. Look, I have a lot of shares of Damian Pierce in Dynasty. I hope it's a 70-30 split, but I can see 60-40 if not 50-50 based on how these guys could potentially perform. And so this is a great landing spot for Devin Singletary based on what the options were of him to go behind a guy who never featured guy in college. Obviously, I know that very well. Uh, showed last year that he was great when he got the opportunity, but didn't hold up. And you talked about this yesterday, Adam. You know, is he an injury-prone type of player? Oh, I don't think. Uh, he, we'll I don't out. think he is. Well, we'll find out. I mean, you know, again, there, there, there's a reason why he wasn't a workhorse in college, and and you know, we'll see what the Texans decide to do with him in year two under a different regime. Let's not forget that was a different coaching staff that used him last year in that role. So I'm I'm just looking at it this way: if the cost of the Texans running back is round three or round seven, I will take the guy in round seven for a guy who's got a pretty decent pedigree when he's gotten the chance to be the guy. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I think, uh, I, I just wonder, like, is it worth, is it even worth taking Singletary in round seven? Because is could there even be a chance in, in this scenario where he's anything more than, you know, you're lucky if you get eight points out of him or something like that. He's just a complimentary role, unless Pierce gets hurt. That's, that's been the upside of the number two running back in the 49ers backfield the past two seasons. And and let's be clear, this is, it. I mean, in terms of blocking, they were 29th in run blocking last year. They did trade for Shaq Mason. Maybe they'll be better, but we're not talking about the 49ers here. Um, and the no, but it's, it's the same system. And if the offensive line can adapt to the system, which most offensive lines can, then they'll be significantly better. And I, I like the offensive line too. Uh, I'm kind of curious which quarterback they get and whether or not that guy will will matter. Um, 
we saw C.J. Stroud barely throw to his running backs over the past two years at Ohio State. Bryce Young a little bit more, but neither one of them really set the world on fire throwing to the running backs. So I'm not sure how much work they'll do. And if you're if you're going to comparison shot between Pierce and um, Singletary from last year, they they both had good explosive rates. Singletary a little bit better overall. Pierce had the better avoided tackle rate. They were real close in yards per carry, first down per yards, rush EPA. Both were negative in rush EPA. And if if we're going to take the numbers from um, Devin Singletary's breakout at the end of 2021, we should take the numbers from Pierce's breakout in the middle of 2022 when he averaged 18 PPR points per game. If if there's if there's a discussion to be had about how these guys are used, and this is going to lean toward what Jamie was saying, we I don't think we can necessarily totally blow off the idea that these running backs are very similar. And if the if the Texans view them similarly, they might just rotate them in series by series. And then we're just waiting for one of them to get hurt and they're both headaches. And if that's the case, then taking one in round three would be a little bit of a mistake. And by a little bit, I mean a pretty freaking big mistake. But that's if that's if the coaching staff use them similarly and then use them similarly. That's a possibility. But I also think that Damian Pierce is just the better back of the two, mm-hmm. and he will continue to see more opportunities in Singletary. Okay. Good difference of opinion there. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about a little bit more on the Bills' backfield and Dalton Schultz after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for this uh, surprise podcast on a Tuesday. We have a draft later today, so very interested to see these results. Um, We also have got to have a mailbag at some point. I will make that happen. So many emails coming in. I just, with free agency last week, just have not had time to read them. So I appreciate it. Fantasy football at cbsi.com. I'll dedicate a show to that. Uh, Please hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Please vote for us at the Sports Podcast uh, Group Awards. There's a link in the episode description. There's a link on YouTube. There's a link in our chat right now. So it's in the fantasy and sports betting category. You have to create an account. It takes about 45 seconds, and then you can vote for us. We appreciate that. All right. uh, For the Bills, 
do you feel like we're just basically back where we started? Do you think Harris and Singletary, Harris this year and Singletary last year have similar roles, Dave? And does it basically play out that way? I'm going to call up the numbers for Harris and compare them to Singletary as far as explosiveness and all that other stuff that we talked about when we compared Pierce and Singletary, and I'll give that to you. But yeah, it does feel like we're right back in the exact same situation where Buffalo is going to have multiple running backs and, and they're going to be a team that's going to lean on throwing anyway. And this just this just fits their MO of not spending a lot of capital, be it draft picks or salary cap space, on the running back position. And they're just going to make use of, of the guys that they have and lean on them based on their strengths and not necessarily give them a ton of work. Singletary averaged 0.2 more yards per carry than Damian Harris in 2022. Uh, their rush EPA, Harris was actually a little bit better, but both were negative. Explosive rate, uh, that favored Singletary over Damian Harris. Avoided rate, that favored Singletary over Harris. So this might be a little bit of a downgrade. Well, but if you look and, at, the, at the four years they've been in the league, they're both very good. I'm looking straight, right, but I'm looking just at last year. No, they're both, I mean, this is the thing. Both of them have been very efficient running backs. They lack, I think we can say, they lack big play ability. I mean, they're not they're not superstars. We're not saying that. But they've been very good running backs. I think that's, this is why I was so interested in the running yeah, but, back, in the free agency running back class. I knew that, you know, we probably weren't going to get something huge, you know, but because Barkley stayed. But these are good players that could mostly just be a detriment to some other running back that they're sharing a back that they're going to be sharing a backfield with. I think that right. They're not like, unfortunately for James Cook and Damian Pierce, they didn't add some washed up scrub. Like they didn't add um, Jamal Williams. Sorry. I know he's not a washed up scrub necessarily, but wouldn't you have preferred them add Jamal Williams than Damian Harris or, or sure. Singletary? But, but they could have also drafted a guy still or they could have made a splash or, you know, done something to try Like they could have gotten miles Sanders. Sanders is an upgrade yeah. over all these guys. They didn't do that. This is about the best case scenario, short of either team not adding anybody or like a day three pick at running back, and that's it. All right, and uh, Jamie, would you rather have Miles Sanders or Damian Pierce? Sanders now. And Dave, you're going to stick with Pierce, right? I'll stick with Pierce. Let's talk about Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, the Texans on a one-year deal, could be worth up to $9 million. Where is he going to be in your tight end rankings, Jamie? Um, until I see what the quarterback situation in, uh, is and the uh, rest of this receiving core, I mean, he fits the profile of what we like, right? Could be number one or number two in targets uh, for the Texans. And so that's that's a benefit. But if it's, you know, uh, not the best quarterback situation, which at this point, you know, you're probably looking at Bryce Younger, CJ Stroud. So you kind of know what you're getting. But it's really the receiving core at this point. I, I think he's still got top 10 upside. Um, you know, he's not the most explosive player. He's clearly benefited from being in a system that's that's featured him. And we'll see if the Texans do so clearly didn't pay him very much. And, and I think you hear some of the the chirping coming out of the Dallas media that he turned down, I think, a three-year deal worth more money and yep. is not in the best of, of situations from a financial standpoint for where he could have been. But in any event, you know, he gets a chance on, on a one-year prove-it deal. And so hopefully he goes out and, and, and puts up big numbers. Uh, he does not have top five upside, in my opinion, but he definitely has top 10 upside. So closer to 10. Uh, still a number one tight end, but you know, he'll be in that group of, for me, uh, Pat Fryer, Muth, Greg Dolchich, um, the younger tight ends of the guys you'll settle for as opposed to the guys you'll target. Dave? I think he's slightly better than the Fryer, Muth, and Dolchich group 
but in that top 10 type of range. And I agree. He doesn't have the same type of upside that he might've had at this time last year, but going back to what we were talking about with the running backs in Houston, this is Bobby Slowick is the offensive coordinator. He's coming from San Francisco. They've got a pretty good move tight end in San Francisco in George Kittle, and they utilize that position quite a bit. So I would imagine that Dalton Schultz will be in line to get a good amount of targets, like him a little bit better in PPR than non-PPR. Certainly think he's a top 10 tight end that you can settle for. Uh, I've got him as a top 100 player. I've got him at 92nd overall in my current ranking. So when you're in that round eight, nine range and you need a tight end, I think Schultz can be okay. One last thing, neither quarterback CJ Stroud or Bryce Young uh, threw to his tight end more than 13% of the time in their past two seasons. That's a problem. Is it? We'd like for one of these quarterbacks to actually lean on their tight ends in college. It didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, whether or not they do in Houston remains to be seen, but I would guess that they would based on the drain at wide receiver that Houston has. I mean, why would you throw to your tight ends when you're throwing to the best wide receivers in the country <laughs> year after year? Right? Well, at Alabama, they had a pretty good tight end, and he, yeah. he was utilizing the red zone to a degree. So I get the argument with Ohio State and Ohio State's tight end. But, but Alabama, too. Mistakes. Alabama always has great wide receivers. You know? Sure, of course. Um, but they, they had a good tight end as well, and he still threw them. So... Okay, so um, what was I going to? So, uh, you talked about the system in George Kittle. It did not work out for Mike Kosicki. In fact, it was a terrible system for Mike Kosicki. Well, Kosicki wasn't the same kind of fit either. I, okay, Ex- want to expand on that because I feel like yeah, Kosicki doesn't block, and so I think yeah. the coaching staff might have been unhappy with him overall and. And again, look at the receivers that Miami had compared to Gusecki. Um, so I, I don't think that he was necessarily a good fit. This isn't me saying that Dalton Schultz is about to score 11 touchdowns or however many touchdowns that Kittle had last year. But I think he can come up with, I think he'll be north of 50 catches. That's a good start. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be a, a target in the red zone. Okay. You know, the only comparison I could come up with a guy that was going to be the clear number one target on his team on a maybe bad offense was Higby uh, after Cup and Stafford got hurt last year. He was terrible, <laughs> but they barely threw the ball. He was tight end 16 per game, uh, but they threw the ball like 26 times per game, so I don't even know if it makes sense going to that, but he was better with Stafford and Cup than he was without both of them, and I don't know if there's... That's the only kind of comparison. I, you're, you're going from like Dak and from being with Dak and uh, Lamb to, you know, with like, like a backup quarterback, basically, and a, a rookie quarterback and nobody. I don't know. And Kellen Moore. Don't forget that, too. And Kellen, right. Kellen Moore. All right. That probably doesn't matter. But I just thought, hey, you know, has there been a tight end recently who's been the number one guy on a bad offense and has been good? Maybe you could say Hawkinson two years ago. Uh, St. Brown kind of came alive after Hawkinson got hurt. Hawkinson was fine. He was good. Uh, with the Lions, but Higby really struggled last year when they were a bad offense without Stafford. Uh, but they were very run heavy. Okay, that's it for today's show. Thank you to Dave and Jamie for hopping on. Appreciate it. So interested to see the results of the mock draft that we do later today. So we will reveal those to you on Wednesday. We'll talk to you then. Also, could talk to you before that. There's always the Aaron Rodgers thing, and apparently DeAndre Hopkins is close to being on the move, so stay tuned for that. See you later, everybody.
From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.